Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. Welcome everyone to today's episode where we are talking about the magic of surrender with the author of the book, Coot Blackson himself. And I can't wait to get into the topic because I've been reading his book and it is amazing and so relevant for those of you on the journey of writing, publishing, or even marketing your transformational book. But before we get into that, I know that some of you listening right now are still in the process of writing your book. You might be stuck. You might feel like you're on that author's merry-go-round starting and stopping and not really making progress and getting it done so you can impact the world like you want to with your world words. And if that's you, I'm going to encourage you to go to our resource link. It's just GYBD podcast. And when you go over to gybdpodcast.com, you'll see information to register for a free webinar that I have coming up. If you're listening to this, you know, early September, when this episode is launched in 2021, um, it's a webinar coming up on September 14th. I'll be spending 90 minutes kind of busting apart some of the three big myths and secrets. I think that keep people stuck in writing their books. It's one of my most raved about webinars ever. And uh, people love this one and they have massive breakthroughs and then thank me because they got their book written. So I hope you'll join me. Just head over to GYBD. Again, that's short for get your book done, gybdpodcast.com. And that will send you directly to the registration page for that free training coming up on September 14th. Um, so I hope to see you there too. But for today, I am thrilled to have Coot Blackson with me again, Coot is a beloved inspirational speaker, and he is a transformational teacher. He's the author of the national best-selling book, You Are the One, and also his most recent book, the one I'm reading right now called The Magic of Surrender, our topic for today. And surrender is so important in an author's journey, so I'm really excited for this conversation. But Coot is widely considered the next generation leader in the fields of personal development and has been featured on Larry King Now, Fox and Friends, Dr. Drew, as well, Inc. Magazine calls him the mindfulness guru billionaires B with a B, billionaires go to for advice. Coot Blackson offers a fresh and bold look at spiritual awareness for a whole new generation. And interestingly, Coot was born in Ghana, West Africa, and he has a multicultural upbringing as a child of a Japanese mother and a Ghanaian father. Um, and his, his life has kind of spanned, you know, really living and, and immersing himself on four different continents. But here's the thing. The first time that Coot spoke in front of 3,000 people, he was eight years old. And he has spoke, by the time he was 18, he had spoken at 300 venues. So we've got a real um, unique, powerful, amazing leader with us today. And, you know, obviously a best-selling author with his new book. So Coot, thank you so much for being here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to it tremendously. Yes. And we were kind of just talking off air before I hit record for today's episode. I met Coot. I think we decided it's about 25 years ago, 1996, when he first came to the U.S., and was in Los Angeles and I was in Los Angeles and we had a mutual friend who introduced us 
And that was 25 years ago. So it's just- I think it was right around when I first came to the US, yeah. Yeah, um, amazing. But I don't understand how it's been 25 years already. Like, <laughs> See, <what>? time, <laughs> time flies. There's no, there's no time to waste. Let me tell you that, time yes. flies. Yes, yes, yes. Kind of amazing. Anyway, um, I love to get started asking my guests, like, how did you land on this path of authorship? You know, when you spoke in front of those 3000 people, when you were eight years old, did you already know, like, I want to be an author? Or like, how did it happen for you? Because this isn't yeah. your first book, but um... this, is, this, is, this isn't my first book. But uh, in terms of authorship as a whole, uh, you know, I grew up in London. And uh, on my father's bookshelf were literally thousands of spiritual, self-help, mystical, transformational books, everyone ranging from Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, Brian Tracy, Mark Victor Hansen, Louise Hay, Marianne Williamson, Wayne Dyer, to the Eastern mystics, Krishnamurti, Osho, Ramana Maharishi, et cetera, et cetera, Blavatsky. And so as a kid, I would go and read these self-help books and get so inspired. So my first self-help book that I read was at the age of eight. Um, I think it was Creative Visualization by Shakti Gawain. And when I first read that book about visualization and the power of the mind and how thoughts create reality, you know, this was pre-secret, pre-law of attraction, the original, one of the original teachers, I felt so inspired that uh, from eight to 18, I read probably almost seven to 800 books in the area of self-help and personal growth and personal development. So it became my obsession. I was a kid that I would, uh, when I was walking to school, I'd be reading walking. Kids would tease me. When I was on the train, I'd be reading. When I would come home, do my homework, and I'd read for two, three hours a night. So I became really obsessed with books. And I, I got to see and feel and experience for myself as a reality, the power of uh, transformation, the power of books, the power of inspiration. and. Uh, books would transport me into another reality. So from around age eight, nine, 10, I, I had a vision to write books. I dream about writing books. I dream about a bestseller. I dream about thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people around the world reading my books. And I remember as a kid in my tiny little bedroom, I would uh, come up with names for books. One of the first books, I'm almost embarrassed to say, Christine, but one of my first books that I that I um, visualized and made up a name for and drew in my journal was around age 14. It was gonna, going to be called Live Your Wow. That was, that was the, the mock name for the book. And so uh, I started journaling at a young age and I started writing and journaling, uh, writing my thoughts and ideas down as a teenager. And the journey began, you know, I came to the US, uh, met teachers, mentors and authors and there came a moment uh, in 2000 and actually here's the deal in 2010 I met with a publisher that specializes in self-help which will go unnamed I met with the CEO and I, I started to build a bit, bit of a following at that time and he looked at me and he said wow we love you but we, we we don't like the idea for your book and this is the kind of book we want you to write and I looked at him and I in my mind I felt that the book idea that they had was terrible. It, it wouldn't even be remembered a year from now. It might sell and it really didn't resonate with me. So in that moment, I made a courageous decision to turn down the opportunity, turn down the offer. People said I was crazy. People said, hey, take the, take the opportunity that this publisher is giving you and, and use it as a stepping stone. But nothing in my soul and nothing in my heart felt a resonance. Nothing felt, uh, nothing connected authentically for me. So 
uh, I, I really made a choice to follow my soul. I said no. Uh, over the next between 2010 to 2015, I built my career. I started to expand my seminars, my social media presence, my video presence, YouTube presence, et cetera, et cetera, and started to build much more of a following. And by the time 2014, 15, I would say, came around, I just felt everything was ripe. I thought I was ready. I felt uh, internally ready. I felt emotionally ready, spiritually ready. I felt the consciousness you know, in the world was ready and everything started to align. I believe that when we're ready and we do the work to prepare ourselves, then the universe has to match. And that's when I found my agent. And, and I, I'll be honest, one thing just led to the next thing. And, and it just felt like a conspiracy of the universe began to support me as I found my agent. I found the publisher, went into a bidding war, ended up with Simon & Schuster, and one thing led to the next, led to the next, led to the next. And so it was just a natural, organic uh, expression of the next step in my development, the next step in my evolution, the next step in how I wanted to express. And that was my first book, You Are The One. My second book, The Magic of Surrender, uh, honestly too, it, this was not the book that I thought I was going to write. Uh, I had so many other ideas of books that I thought, I, I literally had a whiteboard on a wall of books and titles and ideas and concepts and thoughts and quotes and, and brainstormings that books I thought would sell, books I thought publishers would want, books I thought would be national bestsellers, New York Times bestsellers, books I thought were catchy and sexy and what have you. And, and I was really trying to, to, it felt like trying to fit a circle into a square where I was really trying really hard to come up with the, like, what is the idea? What is the book? What is the book? And then one day I just kind of gave up because it wasn't, it wasn't organically happening. And I, I, I was looking at the whiteboard and of everything I wrote, the word surrender popped out. And I felt the soul of the book reveal itself to me. I felt the soul. It wasn't the book that I thought I was going to write. It wasn't the book I wanted to write, but I felt it from the inside, not because anyone said, not because that's what was selling. It just felt like an organic internal knowing and alignment that said surrender. And I knew that that was the theme and this was the book that was seeking to be written rather than the book I wanted to write. And so I had to surrender to the, 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 the idea that the book I was going to write was surrender. And then everything uh, began to flow from there. And so that was a, a bit of my journey. Wow, such a powerful journey. I remember hearing from you in a previous conversation we had about, you know, work, mm. having a publisher and that publisher, you know, being like, well, we want you to change it this way. We want you to change it that way. And the, the moment that you had to choose, like, no, I'm going to say no to yeah. that. I would imagine that was a big moment of surrender. And for those of you who are thinking that, oh, I definitely want to get a traditional publisher. You probably heard me say like this kind of stuff happens and it happened for Coot. And he had the strength. A lot of authors don't have the strength to to surrender to their soul's calling and not, you know, and, and get themselves out of the contract. Um, but you did coot. So um, I would imagine like, was that a huge exercise in surrender for you to like go against what people are saying, take advantage of the opportunity, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, luckily I hadn't signed the contract yet, but the opportunity was there ah. and all that was, all that was needed for me was, Hey, just go write this kind of book that would sell. And I, I was so uninspired by, it. and I see so many authors writing books that they think they should write. I see so many authors writing books that they think would sell. I see so many authors uh, going onto Amazon, looking at what's selling and then regurgitating. So I see so much that is 
that is not original, not authentic, not aligned, not, 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 not really coming from the depth of one's soul. And so I would just invite everyone to really make sure that you, you feel, you surrender to the truth of your being, you surrender to the truth of your heart, you surrender to the truth of being who you authentically are and stand in that. And I think when we align with that, then what you write will have meaning. When what, what, what you write will have significance, what you write will have value. What you write will be coming from a depth inside of you, not mental knowledge, not, 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 not a superficial level of your mind, but it will come from your heart. And I think that's what will transmit and that's what will be felt. So when I got this invitation from this publisher, Sure, on one level it was tempting, but it didn't feel right, you know, on one level it was tempting, but it didn't feel aligned, on one level it was tempting, but the truth is I knew in my heart that it wasn't right, it wasn't aligned, and, and I think part of surrender is the willingness to let go of what is not aligned, you know, when we talk about surrender, just to clarify, many times I think we think that surrender is weak, surrender is passive, that if you surrender, you're going to be taken advantage of, you'll be left behind, you're going to be a doormat. If you surrender, you won't be able to publish that book that you want. If you surrender, you won't be able to manifest your goals, your dreams, your desires. I'm actually saying, if you surrender, true surrender, what if you actually, you didn't get less, what if you actually got more? You see, five years later, when I signed with Simon & Schuster for a multi six-figure advance uh, uh, that blew my agent's mind because he didn't think it was going to be that that huge. Uh, Simon & Schuster, dream publisher, as a kid, oh, so many of the books, the self-help books I read about was published by them, multi-six-figure advance. I mean, so many amazing things came together. It was actually beyond what I could have imagined. Had I signed with the original publisher, I would have probably gotten nothing, not much support, you know, and the book may have come out, sold a few copies, and that was it. And so because I chose to listen to my truth, because I chose to not compare myself to anyone else, because I chose to surrender to my own path, I believe that when we surrender to our path, our calling, our purpose, our destiny, uh, our authentic flow, you can't really miss what is truly yours when you're walking your path. And when you're walking your path and you surrender to your path, whatever that is, it may not be anyone else's path, what is yours will meet you in the perfect moment in the perfect time. And so to me, real surrender is what if you got more? What if you got more than you could imagine? More joy, more love, more abundance, more prosperity, more than you could even envision with your own mind, with your own uh, self, with your own... Uh, personality. And so to me, surrender is a letting go of what's not aligned and what's not working. Surrender is a willingness to stop trying to control life and control everything. And uh, surrender is that willingness to stop trying to force and manipulate life and, and everything to fit into our limited idea of what we think it should be. Surrender is that willingness to uh, love fully despite the risks in life. And, and so I think surrender is that willingness to also uh, follow the deepest calling of our souls to commit to a purpose, a vision that is bigger than ourselves. So I just want to make clear that surrender is not weak. Surrender is not passive. Surrender is, is, is not laziness. Surrender takes profound commitment. And when I look at people like Jesus and Buddha and Mother Teresa and Gandhi and Mandela and Martin Luther King, at some point, all of the great ones, which I think we all have that potential, 
all the great ones showed us our own potential for what we're capable of in terms of vision, in terms of loving, in terms of impact, all of the great ones at some point, they had to surrender themselves to that deeper vision. They had to surrender themselves to their soul. They had to surrender themselves to their deeper truth. And so part of surrender is the willingness to surrender to one's deepest truth and to align one's actions and intention and ideas and strategies and marketing and books with the deepest truth. And so the magic of surrender was my deepest truth when I really connected with the, the soul of the book. The, the book had a soul of its own. Uh, when I really connected to the soul of the book, I realized that it wasn't me that had to write the book. My job was to simply make myself available so that the book and the soul of the book that was seeking to express and be written could come through. And so I started to see myself more than anything. I started to surrender my ego and see myself more than anything as a vessel and a vehicle uh, and, and for the book to be delivered to the world through. And that, for me, that changed that changed the game. And so I think surrender is one of the most powerful things we can do. And uh, it takes a lot of courage to surrender the idea of who we think we should be by society standards. It takes a tremendous amount of courage to surrender the idea of the life that we think or the career that we think we should be having by everyone else's standards so that we can really open to the authentic expression of what life is seeking to express through us. And I feel that right now, we are in a phase transition on planet Earth. We, as a humanity, we are being initiated into a new way of being, which is really surrender and living more in alignment with our souls. And just what I mean by that is, I think the old paradigm of manifestation and creating one's life has been an ego-based model, simply asking the question, what do I want? What's the book I want to write? What's the life I want? What do I want? And you can manifest and create and write that way. You can. I, I, I won't say you can't, but I think you can create a good life that way, but it may end up being a limited life. And many times you will manifest things, you will create things only to be left with a feeling of, is this it? Or a feeling of dissatisfaction. You might create what you, what you thought you wanted only to realize that what you thought you wanted was not what you really wanted. It was just what you thought you wanted based on who you thought you were. And so I feel the shift that we're being invited to. And I think the last uh, year with the pandemic and COVID and what we've been going through is, is we are collectively in a process of surrender as a humanity being forced to let go and deepen ourselves, deepen our connection to, to life itself, deepen our sense of trust, deepen our surrender. And so I feel what we're being called to ask the, the new paradigm question is really more about, less about what do I want and more about more about what is it that life is seeking to express through me? What is the universe seeking to express through me? What, what is the deepest impulse of my soul that is seeking to happen and, and living in alignment with that and writing in alignment with that and creating in alignment with that so that life can manifest through us. And I think what life can do through us is, is way more than what we can simply do on our own. It's a shift from personal power to soul power. And if you look at the great ones who I mentioned, Buddha, Jesus, Gandhi, Bruce Lee, Muhammad Ali, Greta, the climate change activist, Malaya Yousafzai, life used them. And I think even for those that are writing books, life will write through you. Life will, the message will come through you. And I think it would be, it has the potential then to be more than we can, we can imagine. 
It absolutely does. And oh my gosh, I hope I'm not the only one who's thinking, I need to listen to this episode again. <laughs> like, I want to <laughs> listen to it as a listener, not only as the host and interviewer um, of this podcast, because like that was just boom, mic drop. And you can understand why I was saying how much I was enjoying reading Coot's book, because it's just like, it's more and more and more of that really eye-opening, expanding. And especially Coot, as you mentioned, like in this world of book writing, like so many people are being taught well, just yeah. go find out what's hot. Like, go see yes. what's hot. And yes. I, you know, I have a client who came to me after working with someone else, literally suffering from PTSD because mm. of the rigor she went through with her previous book coach that she paid, you know, a lot of money to. Because she was, she, she, what she says is she was like forced to write a book that wasn't really the book that was in her heart because yes. it was more marketable and more sellable. Well, you know what happens when you do that? You have a book that you don't want to market or sell that nobody That's benefits from anyway. That's the thing. When, when, when you do what's not aligned, then not only are you energetically affirming to the universe your lack of trust in the flow in life that then gets reflected back to you in blockages and self-sabotage and what have you. But if you're going to really be successful as an author, you know, as you know, and maybe those listening in, writing the book is one thing. That, that That's actually... It, as difficult as it is, it's the easy part. The hard, <laughs> sure the, is. The, the, the hard part is marketing the book. And if you're not aligned with it, if you're not passionate about it, if it's not in integrity, not only will it come through your words, because ultimately it's not just what you say, it's how you say it. And it's the consciousness from where you're saying it from, because words carry the vibrational energetic of your being. And so if you're not feeling congruent with the message because it's not really aligned for you, but you're just doing something because that's the thing to do or someone told you to do, people, your audience, your clients will feel that resonance. They will feel that energy and it won't touch them. But when you're writing from your soul, when you're writing from the depth of your being, when you're writing because this is what is true, this is what is seeking to happen, this is something you can dedicate yourself to, this is a message that you actually believe in and you communicate and you promote and you do interviews from that place, not only will will there be a congruence and people will believe it because they'll feel the integrity energetically, but you'll also feel the meaning and the motivation to promote it because to promote, let's be real, it's hard work just to, to give people a sense of reality. I have done in the last few months, probably 250 podcast interviews, if not more. And I couldn't do, and, and there were some days when the book first came out, Magic of Surrender, I think one day I did like eight, nine, 10 interviews in a day. I couldn't do that if it was just a book I thought was cute and sexy that I think could sell and someone told me to write. I could only do that because I was connected to the meaning. I was connected to a purpose. I was connected to a vision. And when I really got clear, like, this is the book that I was born to write. Surrender is the book that my soul was born to write. It, it, it was just a different motivation, a different place I was coming from that, that, that gives you the motivation to move through because you know why you're writing, you know why you're expressing this message. And so it gives you the motivation to persevere, even when things are challenging, even when things are tough, even when you're getting rejected, even when you know shows don't want to interview you, even when things don't seem to be going according to plan, because there's a deeper motivation and reason for why you're doing it. And so for me, I really believe in this message of surrender. I really believe that 
it's 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 pivotal at this time in human consciousness. I really believe that this is the book I was born to write. It's true. And so the truth is, I love speaking about it. I love communicating about it. And and to really launch a successful book, you will you are gonna have to promote. You are going to have to put yourself out there. You're gonna have to do podcasts. You're gonna have to share the message. And the more you believe in that, the more you align with that, the more you'll be able to sustain the motivation to share the message because the message will be, con be connected to something deeper. And I think what the world needs is not just another book. I mean, hey, not to bring on anyone's parade here, but I don't think the world needs another book. Books have been written. Almost everything that needs to be said has been said, but it's about how you say it from your unique perspective. It's about, it's about where you say it from. It's about your unique angle, your unique uh, way of seeing things. Uh, but, but most of the books have been written. And so I think the more you can be original in your essence, the more the message comes from the originality of your own soul, rather than just another copycat version of someone else's book when it comes from your own soul, then, then it's felt. Then I, then I believe it can be a contribution to humanity, a contribution to people in some way. Oh my gosh. I feel like just standing up, jumping up and just being like, yes, yes, yes. Exactly what he said. <laughs> and, you know, and this is why my commitment for the last decade has been to this journey of transformational authorship, because it is, it is exhausting and heartbreaking to see how many people put time and energy into these books that aren't those books, that aren't the soul's calling, that aren't the book that you were divinely designed to write and birth in the world as only you can. There's so much, you know, junk that's going yeah. out in the world. And it's like, yeah. no, we need you, the transformational authors of the world to surrender to that deeper calling, to surrender mm -hmm. to the soul's purpose, to surrender to you know, not doing things like everyone says you're quote unquote supposed to do them and do what's right for you. And like, there's the magic. Mm -hmm. And I trust that every single one of you listening to Coot right now can hear his passion and can feel that magic and might want to go grab a copy of the book. So I'm going to take a moment real quick just to direct <laughs> you all over to the show notes page. Cause on show notes, we've got a link to Coot's website, a link to his book. And Coot, would you just say, I know you've got some special resources for people when they do grab a copy of the book. Cause I don't even know how the time has flown by so fast today's episode, <laughs> but we are nearing the end. Um, but if you feeling like me, like I want more, give me more, <laughs> that's what it feels like. <laughs> so can you tell everyone a little bit about the resources that you've got when they grab a copy of that book? And again, all your links are over on show notes. Yeah, that we have uh, some free trainings on the magic of surrender that that will help people surrender because there's there's some there's some phases and some steps in terms of what, how do I actually surrender? So you'll get access to some videos. Um, there's a meditation and there's there's a whole bunch of goodies there that that people can get at themagicofsurrender.com. Great. So yeah, that's the magic of surrender. Magic of surrender. The magic of surrender.com. Yes, I can talk. Um, so you can head there or again at the show notes, you'll see a couple other links for Coot, a link directly to, um, to Amazon. Everything's there because I do feel like um, if you're not inspired yet to go get the copy of the book, maybe you slept through the, the episode. I don't know. But <laughs> if I were you, I'd go grab a copy because every author needs this surrender in the big ways um, and surrendering in the little ways. And um, there's no better book that I know of on the topic than the one I'm reading right now. Um, which is Coots. So um, I've got one more question for you, Coots. Sure. And that is, because, I mean, you just kept dropping like 
wisdom nugget after wisdom nugget after wisdom nugget. Like I said, I need to go back and listen again because I'm here interviewing, but I want to listen as a participant so I can catch even more of it and get, I mean, I feel it in my soul, but I, there's just so much that you wrote. I couldn't, I, so much you shared, I couldn't write fast enough. Um, but if there were one thing, one thing that you wanted all of our listeners to walk away with today from this conversation, this episode, what is that one most important thing you want them to carry with them away in their hearts? You are going to die. I want everyone to hear that. You are going to die. Feel that in your bones. Feel that right now. It's the only guarantee from the moment that we're born. Yes, so many of us, for whatever reason, fears, insecurities, comfortability, we live like we're going to live forever. But if death came right now, would you be ready? The last year we've been reflecting, having a conversation as a humanity on death, this pandemic, it's right there. Death is each moment, pandemic or no pandemic. And so if death came, would you be ready? And if not, why not? And what would you need to do? And what would you need to say? And what would you need to create? And what would you need to give? And what would you need to forgive? And what would you need to write? What would you need to give, do, and express so that if death came, you could be complete? The question is not whether we're going to die. That's guaranteed. The question is, how will we live each moment? Because when death comes and we meet our maker, none of us can go to God, whatever you believe, and say, God, can I get a refund on those two years that I wasted? Can I get a refund on those three years I wasted in that relationship, those two years I wasted in that job I hated, that four years I didn't write my book? Can I get a refund? Once it's gone, it's gone. Every moment is precious. Tomorrow is not a, not a, a right, it's a privilege. The people who died in the hurricanes, in the Southeast Asian tsunami, in 9-11, et cetera, et cetera, had no idea that they were not going to come home that night and look their loved ones in the eyes and say, I'm sorry, and say, I love you. And so, so many of us, and I've been there, we waste time. We think we have tomorrow to have that conversation, but we don't. So hold death close, not as a morbid thing, but hold it close and feel it. And let yourself feel then how precious this life we have is. Because ultimately, the world needs us and the world, we're going through so many challenges and so many intense times in this moment. But I believe all the problems and challenges that we're going through as a humanity is really an invitation, an invitation for you and I to step up, to give our gifts and to love more deeply. And so I would just say the world needs you now. And the fact that we've been born at this time is no accident, it's for a reason. So the world is waiting for you. Share it, give it exactly as you are, don't wait for another moment, a special moment, a special time, a special place, exactly as you are, share your gift. Mm. Oh my goodness, Coot. Thank you. I definitely feel that. Um, and I can feel the fire in my own belly just kind of mm. growing as you mm. landed that question for all of us. So thank you. I mean, it's a it's a tough question to ask anyone, but one, I think, especially, you know, you mentioned, I have worked with authors who have had their book inside of them for five, 10, 15, yes. 20 years or longer. Yes. And I, I do know some people who had a book inside of them that I talked to and then like, you know, they didn't make it like mm -hmm. they didn't think that they were going to have a stroke that day that would kill them. 
-hmm. you know, it's, um, it's yeah, it, you know, you just made things really real for us. And I appreciate that. I appreciate your authenticity and the power and just the, your, your willingness to speak the truth like that so powerfully. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Such a pleasure, such a pleasure. Um, and just a reminder, cause maybe now at the end of the call, some of you that heard me talk about, you know, taking a next step by joining me for a free training next week at gybdpodcast.com to take your book to the next step. Um, maybe now you're thinking, well, maybe I shouldn't put it off any longer. Maybe, maybe I should take that next step and, you know, have a conversation and learn more about what it's really going to take to do this now. Cause as you heard Coot say, like the world does need what you've got to offer. And um, me and my entire team are here to help you do that from this place of love and transformation and believing in you pursuing that soul's calling and that writing a book is a part of it. So we'd be honored um, to support you on that journey. And, you know, everything you need to know about that and to connect with Coot is over on the show notes um, for, for today. So I encourage you to, to do that. We would welcome you with open arms to continue the, the journey of surrender and of creativity and of making your mark on the world in the way that you know you were born to do. We're here, we're here to help you do that. So Coot, thank you so much for your time today. Um, your heart, your soul, your dedication, your um, journey, your power, your presence, your authenticity, just really just fresh and um, so pa powerful is the word that keeps coming. <laughs> so thank, thank you, you for your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. And to everyone listening, of course, I want to thank you as well for being here. I do invite you to go and check out all the resources from today's episode. And until next time, write powerfully, everyone. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in.